Hi everyone, back with the Ask Mike show and today we have a guest with us. We have Jane Baker joining me who is the queen of high-end selling. But I'll let Jane sort of share a bit about her background, say hey, and we'll get started. So Jane, say hi to everyone. Hey, so thank you so much for having me on as a guest today. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm Jane, as Mike said. I specialize in high-end selling. Um, I work with service-based business owners and coaches, and I help them leverage their time as drastically increasing their incomes through selling high-end so that they can live limitlessly. And I'm also best-selling author of the She Lives Limitlessly book. I've actually been in business for over a decade now. I started when I was 19. Um, my first business in the event sector and from there obviously I've grown into the place and position that I am today. I'm originally from Wales, hence the accent, but I live on a tiny island just off of Africa in the Canary Islands called Lanzarote, which happens to be the exact same place that Mike also lives. So Shh, didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> no world, right? <laughs> Small island. Um, yeah. So when we think about high-end selling, then, what are some of the things that you've came across that make you like roll your eyes? Because a lot of people have like ideas about it. They've got, you know, preconceptions of what it's like. Is there, any, is there anything that makes you think oh, that's not actually true? I think is probably two different things. So the first one would be, People automatically sort of assume that high-end selling is only for someone such as a business coach who offers perhaps a financial return. So lots of people think it's only applicable for business coaches or for people who offer tangible sort of money results. Um, but I mean, actually, that really isn't true. When we think about it, if we believe that, then we believe that the only thing anybody ever values in their life is money, right? Um, and actually that isn't the case, you know, um, when we think about what people actually value in their life is so much more than just money, you know, people value relationships, people value their health and their wellness. I think probably, I mean, we're recording this at a time where everything is kind of all thrown up in the air. And I think right now people probably value the health above many other things. Um, and so when people say, oh, the only people that can do it are those that offer a financial return, it's a little, well, if we're saying that, then we're saying that we believe that the only thing anybody ever values in their life is money. Mm. Um, and the other thing, when we talk about sort of the, the results and the value that work brings to people, it's not, it's not all just sort of black and white in the sense of if you were, you know, working and, and helping someone perhaps with, um, you know, their, their, their health, then they might actually be saving money because perhaps they're buying healthier food. So even though that isn't necessarily, you might not think that there's a direct financial return for people, this, this, this certainly is for most people, for most businesses on the side in, in some way, shape or form, there'll be an, a, a financial return for that person because most things result in some kind of financial return for people. Um, so, I mean, that would be the first thing is the idea and concept that, oh, you know, the only people that can ever sell high end are those who a business coaches, those who offer that tangible result. It isn't true. You know, um, people value so much more than just money in their life. And also when we look further and beyond what's actually black and white when it comes to what we help people with, we actually have much more of an effect on people's lives as a whole. Than, than we might perhaps realize. So on the face of it, most people might think, oh, you know, the only thing um, I'm helping people with is that they make more money. But 
whilst that is a financial return for, for the people I work with, there's also so many other returns for them. You know, um, one being they actually work less because obviously with the, 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 the high ticket concept, they don't need to be working 60 hours a week to, to earn, say, you know, 4K a month. You can be working 20 hours a week and be earning 10K a month. You could even be putting that even lower down. I mean, I've got some clients that run retreats four times a year and they're not, really, no, they're not necessarily work working, you know, every single week and they're mm -hmm. earning way over the, the six figure mark. So when, when, when I kind of think about the return that I bring people, most people think it's just the, the financial one, but actually when you break it down and you go a bit further, no, I mean, even in my line of work, you know, um, they gain confidence. That confidence changes their relationships with people. Um, they get to live out their dream life. That changes their family's life. So there's, there's loads of knock-on effects and it's the same for everybody. So that's kind of one of the ones that I think about. Um, and the other thing is that to sell high-end, I mean, this is kind of twofold. So to sell high-end, you've got to be polished, but to sell high-end, you've also got to be selling this luxurious thing. Because I think when people hear high-end, they automatically assume and think that we mean a weekend on a yacht, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and that isn't the case either, you know, because again, when we think about why people buy, they buy because of a want mainly or a need and something they value. So if you're just going to go and sell a weekend on a yacht, most people won't buy it because, well, they don't need a weekend on a yacht, right? They might, they might from a dream about the aspect, they would like perhaps a weekend or on a yacht. Do they want it? Do they need it right now? No. So that doesn't even sell. Um, so, you know, when we think about the high tickets, it isn't necessarily that luxurious thing. You know, it's not that, that helicopter ride. It's not that yacht. Um, it's, it's more about the result. It's more about what this particular offer, service, whatever it is that you do, is going to help that individual do, achieve, change, or get. It's about the experience of working with you because generally high ticket is obviously, if not one-on-one, -on -one, it is one to a few versus mass kind of online courses where you don't speak to anyone, you don't see anyone. So that alone is a higher valuable, more experience for someone and a higher ticket experience for someone than the, I just go on the sales page, I download this course, I have nothing to do with that individual. Um, and yeah, you know, and the other side of the coin with that is a lot of people also have the thing that um, they are sort of, they need to be sort of rich looking. Do you know what I mean? That sort of polished appearance, you know, they need to look oh, okay. like they, um, because the people think that, you know, to sell high tickets, you have to be in that position. Um, and it's like, again, you know, that's simply just not the case. I mean, um, I, I'm not the most polished person you'll ever come across. I mean, yes, you know, if you're going to go and do a, a photo shoot at my house, I have a pool, I have a large house those types of things would probably take those boxes. I didn't start here, however. The first time I was selling high-end, uh, I lived in a terraced house in a terraced street in one of the most poorest towns in South Wales that you could come across. Um, and I'm not polished, I swear, as you well know. Yeah. Um, I will make inappropriate jokes, as you well know. Um, I will, you know, but at the same time, 
I'm, I'm kind of pretty spiritual. So I'm like one of those mixed bags, but I'm certainly not polished. I don't speak polished. I don't come across as polished. Um, so I think the, again, that's probably one of those myths that people have, you know, you don't need to be polished. I mean, when I first started selling high end, obviously many moons ago, I didn't even have a full on photo shoot, you know, and they were, they were all terrible pictures. In fact, I didn't even use pictures of myself for a while, aside from like one, one good selfie that I'd managed to take. So it isn't about all that. It isn't really about all that cosmetic stuff. I mean, it's obviously something that I progressed into. It's something that, you know, I do now. It's something I have all that stuff, but I didn't start there. And I think sometimes that can sort of, because a lot of people are following those bigger names and those bigger names are selling high end or they've been around for slightly longer and they've got that more polished thing, they can be thinking, oh, I can't do that until I'm at that level. But you don't need all that stuff to start selling high ticket. You just need something that's going to be valuable to your audience. That makes perfect sense, actually, because I think the the comparison thing is quite um, a big thing for people. You know, if you see all the, the high-end coaches that are traveling following summer all around the world and they've got the big houses and the, the flying private and all that sort of stuff. And there, there will be people that, that do that, but I imagine as well that, that that's not um how can i put it that's not e- exclusive to people that sell high end there'll be people that sell low end that live the same way and there'll be people that high end that don't there'll be people that sell low end that don't so i think it's as you said it's about what people value right like people that have a lot of money can spend it how they want it might be a private jet or it might not there'll be people out there that are billionaires that that don't have that, but they spend their money in, in other ways, right? And I think that's that's what it comes down to with what you're selling as well. Like people value different things. People are going to spend their money however they want. You know, I'm not a big valuer of like how I, I dress, right? So clothes isn't a big thing for me. But if someone was to bring out a high end like health supplement that can change everything for me, I will probably buy it because I value my health a, a lot more than what clothes I wear. So I think that's that's a very interesting point and something that I think some people some people will need to hear, I think. There's a lot of people that would need to hear that. But does that not bring up the, the idea that anyone can sell it as well, which I think there's a lot of there's a lot of um, resistance against that notion that everyone can do it. Um, talk, talk a little bit about the barrier for entry around that, but then also like the barrier for success around it as well, because there might be a chasm, there might be a very, very small step between the barrier for entry and the barrier for success when it comes to high-end stuff. I mean, the barrier for entry is pretty much the same as I would say anything, you know, when it comes to online businesses, you know, do you have a service that you can provide people that they want? And do you also, you know, or if it's not on the service side of things, do you have some kind of expertise or are you able to coach people um, in, in a way that the people actually want. You know, I think that something that, that is kind of really important when it comes to the body of entry is you do actually have to be able to do what you're going to be selling, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. that kind of, because it, obviously this is slightly off topic, right? But I mean, the amount of, I've lost count actually, of the amount of, you know, I'm scrolling through Facebook. I know I shouldn't do it, but I do sometimes with autumn and night. And I see a post where someone's asking for like, hey, you know, I'm looking for, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm looking for something to do. Um, you know, thought I'd start something up on the side of my job. 
And there's people underneath it going, oh, just become a coach. Or, oh, just, just, just become this. Or just become a social media manager and, and, and charge these prices. And for me, that's a little, yeah, okay. But whilst anyone can, you know, can, can build these businesses, because that's the beauty of the, the, the age that we live in, and it's an amazing thing, we also should remember that you have to be able to do what you're going to say you can do. And so the barrier of entry is you have to be able to do it. It's not just, oh, hey, you'll become a coach because you fancy it. It's not, hey, you know, just do this because you fancy doing it. It's, can I do it? And if you can do it, then there's your barrier of entry, right? You don't need, you don't need any, I mean, you don't even really need any equipment to sell high end, right? Um, So the barrier of entry is obviously pretty low. The barrier of entry is, do you have a service? Do you have some expertise? Do you have some coaching that you can, do you have something that someone else is going to find valuable? Is this something that you have that you can help someone else with? Um, those things obviously come to the, the, that's the barrier of entry. The barrier of success, in my opinion, I'm probably going to say something a little controversial, but the barrier of success is slightly different. Look, you know, there, there's no point denying it. There's lots of people out there that aren't anywhere near their successful level. I think the what's important to kind of note though is everybody's version of success is slightly different. Um, and so when I'm talking about success, I'm not necessarily talking about, Hey, you know, you, you live in a massive seven bedroom mansion and you've got 70 cars outside and you fly private jet everywhere. That isn't necessarily what everybody wants. Not everybody wants to get the seven figures either. Right. Some people, some people's idea of success is to have a little beach house somewhere where they don't have to see any of the population where they can live out their days reading books, you know, and just working in a way that they love. Um, although I think most of us are experiencing that right now with lockdown, but um, <laughs> yeah. um, everybody's version of success is different. But I would say that to get to any level of success, you've got to be willing to actually do the work, should we say? Um, and I am a big believer in flow and I'm a big believer of ease. But for me, that comes from after the showing up, after the activity side of things, the positioning yourself as, as an expert for these people, that's when, like that is when the ease and flow comes in. It's, it's that part, you know, after you've done that, then the ease and flow of people coming to work with you and buying from you, that's the ease and flow. The initial part, you've got to do work, you know, you've got to put, put time and effort into it. Um, and I think that particularly, you know, the high-end selling, most people, again, I, I don't, you know, some people will disagree, but you can't just rock up once a week for one hour on, or even not even that, for 10 minutes on a live and scroll through a Facebook group once, once, a, once a week and say, I've shown up, you know? Um, for me, when I first started, not in my first business, but for, for the coaching one, I mean, I spent six solid weeks doing collaborations every week. Um, I was doing free trainings every fortnight. I was consistently showing up every single day. I had like a point of like, at that time, I think I had 10 activities to do every single day. And I religiously consistently did them. So the barrier to success, I would say, is actually doing the work. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's actually doing the work. And I think that's where, to be honest, most people fall down because because you've also got people out there spreading this message that, hey, you know, just become a coach or, you know, just, just, just sell your expertise, just sell it. 
as if it's like, just do it. Just, just randomly show up and do it. Um, you know, and I, I genuinely had some, obviously I'm not going to name them and I'm not going to go into detail so they couldn't identify themselves, but I had someone on a call sometime during the past 12 months and they said about wanting to become a coach and I was like, okay, cool. I mean, they had the, the ability to do it. They had the expertise, so that was all fine. But they said, you know, well, I've spent two weeks showing up and, you know, I haven't got anything. And I was kind of taken back. I was like, you've spent how long? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and I think to, for me, that is a real conversation that needs to be had, you know. Um, yes, the online world is amazing. Yes, you can get quick growth in the online world as well. But you have it as a result of showing up. You have it as a result of taking action. You don't have it as a result of taking action for one hour a week and going, I'm done. And it isn't actually just about what everybody else sees. So everybody else, when they, when they perhaps following someone who's at the level that they desire to be, they are obviously seeing that live that they do a couple of times a week and perhaps they're seeing the post to get read out. But what they don't see is everything else that goes on behind the scenes. Um, and if you're going to be mistaken for thinking that all you need to show up once a week on a Facebook live for 10 minutes, opposed to once in a Facebook group, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed because six weeks later, you still won't have the results. So um, ultimately, the value of success is actually working um, and taking the action, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point that you make as well, whereby it, it can feel difficult or it can feel e easy and feel like you're flowing and everything seems to be going really well. One of the things that um, stuck in my mind was it can start off difficult, but the more you do it, as you said, you, you do things every single day. Surely there's going to be a point where it feels a bit easier to do. Like you don't have to force it. You I mean, have days where you do, but I imagine you'll have days where you tick off those 10 things that you had and you, and you do all those things. And then you realize that, Hey, it actually happened a bit quicker than it did a couple of days ago. I'm getting better at this. You know, there's an element of yeah. you just get better at it. It's not, it's not any easier. It no. just feels easier to you because you've improved. Right. And I think that that's actually a really sort of important reason why people hold themselves back. So, I mean, um, if I think about anything that I've done and that I do these days and I do these days to be with, I hate the idea of it. But I think that what's kind of important for people to, because everybody also talks about, oh, only do what you feel aligned with. But if we're only going to do what we kind of, because when we use the word alignment and ease and flow, most people think, oh, it needs to be something I'm not afraid of. But there's mm -hmm. a difference, right? Yeah. Because there's a difference between it being something that's not aligned with you and also something that is just not necessarily comfortable. And, you know, classics is a Facebook live. You know, so many people will say, I'm not doing Facebook live because I'm not aligned. But no, it's because you're afraid of it. And I think everybody, for the most part, their first Facebook live is scary. Um, I mean, a classic example of something recently, because I think we all experience this, no matter what level we might be at, is TikTok. So before Christmas, everybody, you know, lots of people that, that I follow and that I work with were all like, oh, you need to be on TikTok. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and obviously I went on the platform, I scrolled through the thing and it was terrifying. 
There's all yeah. these there's all these kids dancing. There's all these people, you know, doing acting stuff. And you think it, oh my God, because, you know, it, take, it was taking me into a space where I didn't feel comfortable. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. You know, that type of thing. But actually, when I unpacked it, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was that I was afraid, you know. Um, it was putting myself in that uncomfortable space. So um, I started doing them. And actually, I quite don't tell anybody, but I quite enjoy doing TikToks these days. Um, <laughs> even, don't tell anybody. You just admitted to it on the podcast. <laughs> um, even, even down to like the dancing ones, right? Like they're pretty fun. And, and to be fair, it's funny because um, it's even something that you can do for 10 minutes a day trying to learn a dance and you just end up in a better energy space for trying and doing it because it, it gets you moving versus sitting there just talking on a live for some people. So I even think for that, it can be good to just do it. But then, um, as you know, obviously, I've just recently unlocked the feature to go live on TikTok and I'm sitting there going, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh my God. Because again, that's like, that's like something new, right? It's terrifying. I might have all these people on there and they're going to be calling me a boomer every five seconds or whatever else it might be. So there's that. But again, I went live earlier. Did the world end? No. Did I go live for very long? No. But the fact that I did it is an improvement on yesterday. So um, I think that what people is there's a difference between genuinely something that right for you versus something that is uncomfortable for you if you do like now if you say to me to go go live tomorrow it won't bother me like at all because i've done it so many times but if you take me back six years and ask me to go live i was terrified um so i think that's an important thing when people are thinking about what they do and don't want to do they all have to be in mind that the reason they might not want to do it right now is because it's, it's scary for them versus it's something that I really don't want to do. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to be said as well for believing everything that you think or the yeah. first thing that you think, right? Like if you think, oh, I'm not going to do it or I'm not good enough to do it or I'm not ready to do it and you believe that without questioning it, without any second thought, then it's never going to change because you're going to believe the first thing that you think, right? And I think there's, there's a lot that you mentioned there that's about you've got to push your comfort zone around the idea of selling high-end, but then if you never think that you're good enough to do it, you won't do the work that you need to do. You know, you won't put the yeah. packages together, you won't put the products together, you won't put the services together in order to be able to do that thing, which you know, it's going to hold people back more than, as you said, you know, you could just put it together if you wanted to, but if you don't think that you can, or you don't think that you're good enough to, then you won't, you won't start. No, I think, and I mean, I mean, this goes for selling at any level, not just obviously the high end one, but if you don't believe in what you're selling, you're not going to sell it. Um, and if you don't believe in yourself, because I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make, and this happens a lot in high ticket selling is I'll believe I'm valuable enough when they pay me. Um, but the problem with that is people will pay you when you believe you're valuable enough because you'll show up with a different set of energy. So if you're showing up with the energy of I'm not valuable enough, you're going to attract people in who don't value, you know, who don't necessarily see your value because you don't see it. Right. And so 
your value isn't based upon what you have sold yet. And what you do sell isn't going to be based upon how many sales you've made yet. It's, it all comes down to yourself. It all comes down to the belief and the value that you have in yourself first. And then the results will come versus, oh, the results are going to come then. I'm going to believe in, because if you're selling something that you don't believe in, you won't sell it. If you're selling something that you don't think is that valuable, you won't sell at that level. And if you don't think it's that valuable, then it won't happen. So people, people have kind of got it the wrong way around. It's kind of like, um, so classic one that I tend to say to people is lots of people will say, oh, I'll do a YouTube channel when. Um, I'll do a Facebook Live when I've got these many people or I'll do it. You only get bigger by doing those things. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get a chance to do them because you're bigger. You know, it's the, it's the other way around. So I think a lot when it comes to people sitting and they wait in for the thing that they should actually be going out in now to be able to get that thing. It's almost like it goes against the way that you might think or the way that we've been told to think. You know, there's a weird, yeah. there's a weird thing where, okay, well, you're told to believe in yourself based on evidence or based on results or based on, you know, whatever it happens to be. But in actual fact, most of it comes from you first because yeah. then you won't, you won't confirm it. It's almost like there's a sense of you're in a constant confirming it. So with the whole high, high end sort of selling is if you don't put the energy out that you are good enough or that you can do it or that this is worth this or that you do believe in it, you won't say the right things or you won't show up in the right places in the right ways. It's not because you can't do it. It's because deep down you don't believe that you're sort of ready for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think feeling like you're ready for it is obviously um, a, a large kind of reason why most people will go to those sort of online courses first. So a lot of them will think, oh, you know, I'm just going to sell online courses first. And once I've sold them, then I'll have belief in myself and then I'll be able to sell higher end. I actually see that the opposite happens quite a lot. Um, although that is interesting. And they create a course, they plan out all these freebies and fun. Then they put it out goals and three months later they've made one. Uh, they feel even where does the plan obviously for most people they think that I'm gonna do that low end first and then I'll move to higher and confidence. Mm -hmm. Actually for a lot of people don't have confidence part because um and I for me the 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 end was starting out because it helps you get those results quicker. Um, and also the barrier, barrier of energy for it is also kind of a, you know, when it comes to online courses, you have to drive a volume. Um, and it's fine, I guess, if you can drive 10 people for the first day, you need the next day, and then you need the month after and the month after. And unless you have that, able to drive now, um, a long old road, you know, or low end kind of pays off for you. Yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense when you think about it, which is why when I was doing a bit of, of research on yourself for the show is it's something that you recommend people do when they're starting out as well because you can work with the low numbers. Everything's scaled down in terms of the amount, but then the quality of then go up, right? So you've got to focus on the quality of the person you're talking to. 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, something I obviously talk about in my book um, is how most people go to the online course method, the, the low end online courses, because they want most people that are coming into the online world do so because they want some kind of freedom, right? That tends to be why people come into this line of sort of work. Um, but the, and they think that the way to do that is obviously through the low end courses. Um, but for me, I actually did it the other way around. So for me, I unlocked my freedom life by selling high end. And then obviously it, it, it is using high end, low end now to just help more people, you know? Um, but the reason why I prefer the method of high end first is, I mean, a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, you don't need an ad budget. You don't need to worry about driving volumes of traffic. I mean, I say to most people that you could make your first 10K and consistent 10K months just by getting in front of 10 to 15 people per month. Um, now, you can get in front of 10 to 15 people by month easily just through organic methods. You don't need to be driving the hundreds of traffics that you do for those low-end courses to get the same type of result. Um, the other thing, obviously, is unless you have the metrics and unless you have the information to work off, creating a sales page that converts en masse is difficult. And so for people coming into the business or just starting out or any of those things, the idea that they have all the information they need to create a sales page that's going to convert en masse to a level where they see high conversion rates on those sales pages is, is, is fairly unlikely. Um, whereas when you flip it around and you work low, uh, high-end first, Working high-end first means, one, you can grow the, that income quicker, which is of use to most people who are, who are in business, right? Second of all, you then will have money to invest in ads and paid marketing to drive the volumes of traffic when you're ready to do those low-end courses. But also, you have real information to work off because you're selling in a much smaller way. So you can, you can tailor your sale pitches to the person you're speaking to, which means your conversions will be higher, which means you need to get in front of less people again. But also, you'll notice a pattern. And then once you notice a pattern, you can use that information to then start to create stuff that the masses buy. Because that's the difference, right? The difference between low end and the high end is one, the masses can buy, and the other one is you sort of more on that tailored basis. But tailored basis, you can do yourself, you can convert yourself. Um, because it's much more manageable for people, but you need to know so much more to create en masse. Um, and that tends to be why people will come into the online world. They will do an online course. They've got these funnels. The funnels don't convert. Of course they won't because they don't know what needs to be in them. By some miracle, someone gets to the sales page. Uh, and again, it doesn't convert because they don't know what needs to be on it. Um, and they're not driving enough traffic. I think the, I mean, the amount of people that I speak to they're like, oh, I'm going to go for the online courses. And I'm like, cool, how are you going to drive traffic? And they go in, um, uh, well, um, <laughs> oh, well, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd write a blog. Okay, cool. How are you driving traffic to your blog? Oh, you know, and, and that's the thing with yeah. low-end courses. If, you, if you're not, and, and we're not talking one person a day, because one person a day means 30 people on average will go to your, and I mean, that's not going to your sales page, right? That's going to the start of your funnel. Mm -hmm. So on average, I mean, a good conversion, you're going to lose quite a bit of them. And then they go through to your sales page. You know, if, if you make one sale, you'd be lucky. Um, yeah. and, and so that's the thing for me. If you're going to start with the low end, you really do need to make sure that you can really drive the traffic. 
Whereas obviously with the high end, that isn't so much of an issue. The, the high end aspect of things, like I said, you only need to get in front of 10 to 15 people a, a, per month. And relatively speaking, everybody probably does that every single day just by showing up on a social media platform. It does sound like it can be quite simple. Now, I know because I've, I've read the book and I sort of understand where, where you're coming from is that, that that's the idea, right? The idea yeah. is it's to make it simple because, as you said, once you learn enough about the people that you want to work with, you can sort of scale it out from there, which is a pretty, pretty cool concept when you think about it. But there'll be people listening to this that might be thinking, well, is it not too easy then? Like, does this not like make everyone think they can do it? And oh my God, wouldn't it be really cool if I could do like 10 or 5K a month and only work with three or four people a month? And I think there's, there needs to be a little bit of a, a conversation to be had because you did bring up the whole result thing and not everyone values the same thing. And then there's the, the balancing act between, well, can I actually deliver this big, important result for people? And then you said, well, this means that a lot of people can do it if they do it this way. And then there is a difference between, okay, well, can you do it? Okay, you can start. But then it's a, it's, it's a delicate balance in my mind between the people that can do it and then the people that just sort of try to do it. It's very difficult. It's a very difficult game. And as you said, most of it is a mental game. You know, if you don't put yourself out there in that way, if you don't show up in that way, if you don't offer something that people, what did you say, want or need, did you say before? People buy on a, a want or need. It can be difficult to, to actually make it work unless you do all these things, but you've got the benefit of, okay, well, you don't need ads. You don't need a massive strategy out there, you know, a big whole complex spider web of ideas that you need a degree to understand. It's not something that you can do all that, but it's not needed. It's not needed for the high-end side. It can be made to feel almost too simple for a lot of people. But then people might be thinking, well, is there a, a way of, I don't know, is, is there a way of breaking it down in a way that means, okay, is there a, a way of knowing if high-end is possible for me? Is there a way of knowing if I can actually do it? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's not any different to if, if you have an expertise in you and or service and you are providing it on. So, I mean, some obviously service providers currently provide it on an hourly service. Can you do that same level of work or package it in a, in a way that's more higher end? Yes, because you're already doing it. Um, if you're already going to create the lower end course, the seller the, the shares your expertise, can you therefore sell high end? Well, of course you can. Um, and it's the same with coaching, you know, um, anybody and everybody can sell high end. The, the difference is that um, most people aren't, don't have that level of belief in themselves that would allow them to. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you know, any, anybody can sell high end. I mean, the basic of it is, do you have something you can offer? Um, what is what is really valuable to your ideal clients how would you like to deliver it because the thing obviously and I, I mentioned this in the book is when it comes to delivering and it comes to you don't have to just do one-to-one -one, you know um you could do one to a small group you could do in person 
um, you know, so something that I mentioned in the book is one of the first high end things that I did because because one needing to be able to travel was such a big thing for me. It was something I wasn't able to do my first business. So it was like this in, in this business, travel is kind of top of the list. I combined mm-hmm. it. So one of my high end offers was an in-person intensive day somewhere in the world. That meant that, um, you know, booking in that one intensive day paid for and covered the cost of a whole trip. So I was able to combine that one into travel with the high end stuff. So, you know, you can work in lots of different ways. So you can also think about doing it in a way that works for you. You know, I mentioned I've got a client that only does retreats but they're still high-end ones and still does over the the, the six-figure income. So anybody can do it, but it does come down to having something, obviously, that people will value, position it in a way that it connects to the want, having a simple strategy that gets you in front of them every single day, then you get them inside your sales process, and then you sell to them. Where do you see the future of high-end selling going? Where do you see this going? Because you seem reasonably, not, not so much against the grain, but you seem a bit of a, it's almost like a revolutionary concept to actually make it simple in a world where everyone's trying to make it complicated. So you are at the, the forefront of allowing people to do this more than, than ever before. Where do you see it going? Um, I actually think that moving forward high-end selling is going to be a really powerful um option for people because and there's a couple of reasons for it first of all i mean we're recording this during the coronavirus right so i mean right now we're locked down the vast majority of the world is locked down everybody's Mm -hmm. online um but i think as we sort of come out of this i actually think that people are going to crave that bit of human connection a bit more i think people are going to value um, something that is actually connected with someone else versus just going to buy an e-course. Um, I think that lots of people obviously buy those low-end courses, but I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily follow through on them. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I actually think the, the high-end side of things is going to become far more prominent for people because it's going, there's going to be a lot of people that want that human, that crave that sort of human connection with someone but also recognize, hey, you know, that's, that, that, that low end stuff's not going to work for me because I don't get results that way. Um, so I actually see it taking a far more sort of um, the prominent place, particularly, I think, as we come out of this chapter um, because we'll all have been online and we'll all have been doing those things. Um, so I genuinely do think that people will be craving that high end a bit more. Yeah, I think it's definitely giving people a lot more um, space to think and a lot of people are having more realizations now than ever before because I think here we're on I think it's like almost the end of week two of the isolation and enough, enough people are spending enough time with their own thoughts I think to, to have a lot of a lot of extra things flying around their brain that's for sure you mentioned yeah, I mean, your your book as well which yeah. is I thought we'd get to that but um, do you have any last thoughts for us I mean, I would just say that you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I don't think I can sell high end. But I mean, you know, I've worked with personal trainers, bookkeepers, accountants, um, hairdressers, even, um, you know, your traditional kind of coaches, you know, very niche coaches. 
you know, and high-end selling is possible for everybody. That doesn't mean you have to go and, and actually do it if you don't want to, but I would at least explore the idea, particularly if, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's just starting or you're in your first 12 months and you've still not really made any sales with that low-end side of things, or you're currently hustling your ass off with sort of, you know, $40 an hour sessions, then I would say take a look at the high-end, go into it with open eyes and, and give yourself that chance to perhaps explore it because that might just be the thing that really enables you to sort of supercharge where you are right now to a space where you can then scale to other areas. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think more than ever, which is a phrase that I've been hearing way more recently, way more than ever is the time to, but I think yeah. that I think more people are going to start valuing different things. And I think they're going to, if anything, place more value on human connection when people realize they they do actually crave it because if you get it often enough you you don't crave it right because there's that assumption that you're gonna keep receiving it from someone or somewhere and i think people are gonna start thinking oh i do need this this is an important thing and i think as you said people are gonna definitely value it more than more than ever which i've said that phrase far too many times already more than ever we're gonna this is gonna be a terrible way to end but you mentioned your your book jane so share where people can grab that and whatever else you want to to share with the listeners yeah so um you can grab the book um, either on one of your local amazon so you can just go over to whichever local amazon for your country and if you just put in she lives limitlessly um the book will come up there or you can head over to my website, uh, janebakercoach.com uh, Jane forward slash book. And there you can order yourself a signed copy. So the signed copies are the exact same price as they would be um, on Amazon. But obviously you can, you can ha- order a signed one if you would prefer one of those. Um, and if you are interested in hanging out with me further, then um, I will give my um, some links and you can put them in the description and you can come and take a look at any free trainings or just come and hang out with me in my group all right awesome well jane it's been amazing to have you on those of you that are the the ogs of the podcast will remember that jane was episode number one she was the first one. Oh my god how things have changed uh jane thanks for coming on i've loved chatting to you as always and i'm sure we'll keep in touch yeah thank you for having me